Did I manipulate the comic book marketplace? Let's get into it. Another week, another list. We have the most trending comic books in the world, and I have Fire Guy Ryan and an LCS owner, Russ Bright, to hit you with number 10. Number 10 on the list. Cobra Commander number one, the one in 100. Spoiler variant. This is brand new this week and going for $115 average sales. I'm just going to say it. John Boy Myers is one of the best cover artists of our generation, and he is getting better by the year. It doesn't even make sense. And I'll also throw out there, I know Cobra Commander Joshua Williamson, it's all fantastic, but did you see his JLA versus Godzilla versus Kong? Holy hell. This Justice League Godzilla King Kong book has been terrific all the way throughout, by the way, but he did a variant for issue three, just the plain cover B. You can order that from your shop. It's gorgeous. It really captures the scale of Godzilla. And yeah, you really got to follow John Boy over on Instagram and you can get a sneak peek at some of these things before they even hit shops. I'll also mention, I think he does the best remarks in industry right now. So if you're at a convention, go visit his table. You won't be disappointed. Next on the list at number nine. Am I reading this right? We have... Marvel Meow number one. Yes, Tom. Marvel Meow number one going for $15 average sales. This is an homage to the Lion King. Super cool cover that I think slipped under every single person's radar when this came out last week. It's great to see so many new books on the list, which means you have to be going to your local comic shop and paying attention to Key Collector, where we source this list of 10 from their larger list of 20. These new books every single week are ones that you need to be paying attention to. I love this cover. You got cats in the windowsill, cats on the trade dress, and comic Butch and Spidey's hands. And it's really cool to see that Marvel is taking what would have been a digital-only comic book to be able to read and reprinting it in physical form. Described as a bunch of delightful adventures between cats and their heroes. You know, I'm a cat, dude. Making me happy. I think these digital reprints are are slipping under the radar because people are not paying attention to the fact that Marvel is taking these and reprinting them. Dark Horse did some with Scott Snyder stories. We're seeing the Substack stories from uh, James T. I mean, really, this is the type of thing that the digital stories are getting reprinted in live books, and a lot of people are not picking them up, and I think we're going to see this happening more often in the future. If you're paying attention, you might have heard Russ... Briefly mentioned Key Collector earlier. What's uh, that? It's an app. <laughs> it's an application that you can download on your cellular telephone that will give you so much information about comic books, more than you can possibly even comprehend or digest. But if you use code Tom101 on that app, you get two free weeks of the paid version of the app, which is what gets you access to the trending 20 that we pull these 10 books from, like Russ mentioned before. I'm going to move on to the next number on the list. This is Timeless number one from last year. There's been a lot of timeless books in the last few years. It's like an annual event that Marvel does every year now for the last few years. In this book, they tease a bunch of stuff that's coming in the future, and we had that exact same thing happen here. This story features a far future version of Luke Cage. I almost said Nick Cage, but I'm just going to keep going. It's Luke Cage with the Hulk powers. He's got the Iron Fist powers. He's got Sentry's powers. For some reason, the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but in this issue, you do get a cameo appearance of James Stark, who is the son of Tony Stark and Janet Van Dyne in Chip Zdarsky's new series, Avengers Twilight. $7 average sales, an increase of copy sold of 138%. Why the focus on this book right now? Well, Tom, that would be because Avengers Twilight just debuted this week, and it was phenomenal. Uh, it's really good. It's kind of like an old man Captain America story. It's kind of like Chip Zdarsky doing Kingdom Come, which is what I felt after finishing the issue. But in this issue, we do get to meet James Stark, who is a little... 
bastard. Uh, I don't know how, how profane I'm allowed to be on this show, but yeah, he's he's kind of Tony Stark, but at the worst end of the spectrum, right? Like a bad version of him. And we've only had one issue of this so far, so it's kind of remains to be seen where this kid is going to go in the future. But clearly, people liked his character enough to track down his first appearance from Timeless. It's a lot of good information, but all you really had to hear was Chip Zdarsky. Next on the list at number seven. This is what I was talking about before. Damn it, Tom. Department of Truth number one. We move the needle. And I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. And yo, this book is too undervalued. $15 average sales. We're now reporting a high sale of $75 for a CGC 9.8 that still seems criminally undervalued because this was going for $228 back in 2021. There's been so much good news about this. This book is still undervalued. This was hitting $35 for a 9.8 just a week ago. We went on the mic. You can check out the video. And we mentioned that it was too low. And I warned the community that I would start buying them. And they're beating me to it because they're the ones <laughs> are buying it at a rate of 136% over last week. And it was already on the list last week, too. Two weeks in a row is a pretty good accomplishment, especially for my personal favorite book, On the Stands. I'm excited to see it come back to the stands because next week we are getting the final issue, the fourth and final issue of Universal Monsters Dracula, which is what James Tynan and Martin Simmons have been doing in the meantime, while Department of Truth has been a hiatus. So... If that book can come back real soon, I would be very happy. Yo, Creature from the Black Lagoon is coming. Um, we have Rom V on this title. I'm really digging what they're doing over at Skybound. But Department of Truth needs to be on your pull list. You need to be hunting for these books. It's optioned. No matter how long it takes for it to happen, when it happens inevitably, because it's one of the most important comic books of our time. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from Scott Snyder. I'm looking forward to this Black Lagoon book. I actually haven't even seen the original Black Lagoon movie, so this will be my first time with this character. Uh, don't forget, you got Ron V and Dan Waters co-writing this book, and the art is going to be by Matthew Roberts. That's going to be coming out in April. Our comic book comes out this week. How do you feel, Ryan? I feel good. That's why I wore the shirt today, man. I'm excited. I'm pretty much wearing this shirt every day. It's a good thing you guys can't smell me. <laughs> Hit up your LCS. Wednesday is the drop. Crashdown number one premieres. And you can join us over on Whatnot all day long. We're going to be bringing in so much talent and live streaming with them. You'll be able to get copies from us. We're going to be doing signed copies. And you can go to ComicTom101.com to get Crashdown comic books directly from us. If you didn't pre-order them, we got you covered. And I literally just found this out, but Tom is telling me that we have a limited supply of our ratio variants that are going to be available on our website, too, for Crashdown. So you should probably go check those out. We do have a lot of really cool ones. My favorite, I think, might be the 1 in 10 blank variant. I really want to get a stack of these and take them to a convention and get some uh, scribbles and signatures and sketches on them. We got a really cool 1 in 100 by Javon Jordan. There's a 1 in 150 foil variant of that Justice League homage cover. Just go look. Go check them out for yourself. ComicTom101.com. If you join the newsletter while you're on there before the end of the month, you enter to win all of our giveaways going forward, including the ASM 300 giveaway we're doing that I actually bought from you, Russ. So why don't you start them off at number six? Number six on the list, we actually have a Copper Age book, Wonder Woman, number 19 from 1988. We are seeing $10 average sales and $150 for CGC 9.8. This is the first Full story with the Copper Age Cersei. Not to be confused with any other Cersei you might know from any other universe. This is the DC one actually based on Greek mythology. This is not the Golden Age Cersei from Wonder Woman 37. This is not Cersei who hooked up with her brother in Game of Thrones. This is not <laughs> Cersei from the Eternals. No, this is Cersei post-Copper Age Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm confused. But we did just get news this week that Cersei will be in Creature Commandos, voiced by Anya Shalotra, 
who we all know from The Witcher over on Netflix. She also played a really creepy, uh, witchy, supernatural girl on that show, so it kind of fits. She's going to do a really good job at least voicing this character, but more interesting, we did get when James Gunn announced this universe, he did tell us whoever voices these characters in animation will be playing them in live action as well. So it does make sense. We will probably see, as she's a Wonder Woman villain, she will probably make future appearances in the Paradise Lost show that's going to be coming. So this is the first full story, but her first appearance is in issue number 17. We're seeing an increase of copies sold of 267%. And it's also worth mentioning this is a George Perez cover, a bondage cover. It's one of my all-time favorite artists, and it's one that would be great in a PC, regardless of how safe the spec is, knowing that it's headed for animation and in the event that it does hit live action, we'll be seeing the same actress. I'm excited about the list this week. I think like half these books came out in the last six months or something. This is Ultimate Invasion number one at number five on the list. The second print, however, this is the second print of Ultimate Invasion number one. This is hitting the list because it features Ultimate Spider-Man on the cover. This is the first appearance of Ultimate Spider-Man in this new rebooted Ultimate Universe feel like I got to backpedal and explain some stuff. We do see Ultimate Peter Parker at the very end of this first issue of Ultimate Invasion number one. However, it's a flashback. He's a high school kid. He's still at the field trip where he is supposed to get bitten by that spider. So he's not really Spider-Man yet, which is why his first cover appearance on the second print is spiking this week. Well, this is seeing $10 average sales because of another book that came out this week, but we'll get to it because it's also on the list. Hit the like and subscribe. And seeing $10 average sales because this is the four-issue miniseries that sets up the new Ultimate Universe that, you know, Evil Reed Richards created. Yeah, I think this Ultimate Invasion miniseries kind of threw a lot of people off. It's Jonathan Hickman, so it's extremely confusing. It involves the creation of an entirely new universe, Uh, I I personally am looking forward to going back and reading this after getting a little bit more of the current Ultimate stuff, and I think this book will make a lot more sense when you go back and look at the things that Jonathan Hickman was setting up the whole time. Let's hit him with some of the most important parts, though, because Jonathan Hickman essentially created a new universe where the superheroes that we all know and love were prevented from becoming super. Yeah, uh, the maker is Reed Richards from the original Ultimate Universe like 20 years ago. He is a bad dude, and he wants to get out of the 616 main Marvel Universe and create a brand new home for himself and Miles Morales. He asks Miles Morales to join him back in his new Ultimate Universe because they both are the only two people alive from the original. It's a whole whole thing. You guys, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Ultimate Universe. I recommend it. Uh, especially this new version of it, especially if you go back and read everything from Ultimate Invasion up until now. It's like six issues. You can, you can jump on pretty easily. If you've been waiting to jump on a Spider-Man title or you've been not digging what's been currently happening in ongoing runs, this is your time to jump on. And this book, it has an increase of 433% because there's a lot of people that agree with me. Meanwhile, here at number four on the list, the next book I am not going to talk about at all because I don't know this one. This is The Max, number one from 1993. We're seeing $8 average sales a CGC 9.8 just sold this past week for $100. I love Sam Keith. I love the Max. Russ, spit your shit. Man, this is the Sam Keith masterpiece that all of the 90s kids remember. If you didn't stay up late at night like Channing Tatum did to watch the Max on MTV's Oddities, I don't know what you were doing. This was the book that you had to buy. When it came out in 1993, every single kid bought this book. The Max Awesome character, super cool read. It's great to see this on the list and the fact that back in October 2023, we had noticed that a Max movie was in development with Channing Tatum attached. Well, that was enough to set a whole lot of these uh, speculators moving. Well, Channing Tatum 
tweeted this week, and we have all of the new information that he is super, super excited about this project. He was gushing about how much he loved this series, and I particularly enjoyed his childhood memories of when he was being grounded and wasn't allowed to watch TV, that he would risk it all to just watch the Max, and it taught him about life and things that he didn't even understand that he would only learn in the future because that's what the Max is about. It's not like a typical superhero narrative. Now, it's going to make you think about existence. I set up my VCR to be able to record MTV's oddities, so then the next day after school, I would go watch episodes of The Max and The Head. Really, it was worth watching back then, and I'm so glad that all of us that are now in our 40s have grown up with this amazing character. Well, next on the list at number three, we have another animated series that is pushing the needle on a beloved series. Number three on the list is Fantasy Quarterly number one. This came out in 1977. This is the first appearance of ElfQuest. Russ, whenever you meet somebody who doesn't know ElfQuest, they don't care about ElfQuest. They look at the art, they look at the story, and they're like, eh, it's not really me. It's this fantasy. I don't know. But when you meet someone who likes ElfQuest, they freaking love ElfQuest. Absolutely. This is really the thing. You either don't know and don't care about ElfQuest, or you have absolutely loved and read every single thing that Wendy and Richard Peeney have done. This is a really tough book because it's a comic-sized book that came out. This was the only issue that that fantasy quarter was released. And then Wendy and Richard Peaty went on to form Warp Graphics, W-A-R-P, Wendy and Richard Peaty, to be able to release magazine-size issues of ElfQuest. This went on for quite a few issues until Epic, Marvel, took over and started releasing comic book-size ElfQuest books again. These are incredible characters. The number of times I have had people who are ElfQuest fans come out and say, this is how I learned about love. This is how I learned about relationships. Friendship. Like, it's amazing how deep these stories are with these elf characters. $250 average sales. A 9-8 record high was recorded January 16th this year for $2,395. The 12-month average was right around $2,000. This book has barely moved in that grade. And it's probably because... Aside of the cult fandom and how scarce this comic book is in high grade, no, Fox Animated is bringing this to the screen. Long overdue. That news spiked the book this week, but what I found interesting was a quote from one of the producers who specifically said that they were taking a lot of inspiration from the Spider-Verse animation and they're going to try and do the, the next step and bring that to a, a TV series. And this is going to be an hour-long animated series too, not just a half hour like most cartoons are. So even though I have zero familiarity with this, I think it's kind of it's going to be worth checking out, uh, assuming they can uh, really deliver on this Spider Verse promise. Comic Tom and team are market manipulating ElfQuest. Next on the list at number two, <laughs> we have the Hood number one. What's going on with Ironheart? All right, we got a technologically focused superhero, of course, you know Iron Man, but we also have rumors of Mephisto, which is like magic and sorcery. Could they be like one in the same? Yeah, if you go all the way back to the first Thor movie, there's been a weird kind of mixture of technology and magic, which Natalie Portman so beautifully laid out for us all the way back then. Uh, we are going to see the hood in Ironheart as well. I believe he's actually been confirmed, unlike Mephisto, uh, but that show is going to have a cool technology versus magic sort of dichotomy set up here. But that's not why we're seeing the hood on the list this week. 
he was just confirmed to be the new host for the Spirit of Vengeance in Benjamin Percy's new reboot of Ghost Rider, even though it's not technically a reboot because he's been writing the book for two years. They're just relaunching it with a new number one like Marvel's doing with pretty much every single book right now. But I digress. $55 average sales, CGC high is going for $220. I don't know how I feel about this because... Marvel's Ghost Rider is one of the most underrated comics in the last two years because of the brilliant Benjamin Percy. Will he maintain steam with the change of the spirit of vengeance? I don't know, but I'm going to be along for the ride. Meanwhile, this comic sounds really cool. I don't really know a lot about it, but it's written by Brian K. Vaughn, and it's got Kyle Hott's artwork on the inside. So I'm going to track this down regardless of how I may or may not feel about the hood or this new interpretation of Ghost Rider. An increase of 567% because we have comic news, but we also have the hood going to see the screen shortly. I want to know if you're buying any of these comic books. I got to know. And of all the comics that we talked about, are you reading any? Because I think number one on the list, you are. We are in open enrollment now for the brand new mystery mail call for February 2024. There is the new Vengeance of Moon Knight number one by the inimitable EM Gist. Virgin's going out one per box. Go to ComicTom101.com to directly support what we do. We'll send you funny books every month, and that's not the only exclusive that I'm guaranteeing. But I'm going to save that other one for another day. But I will tell you one thing. Bringing back some Peach Momoko. Oh, number one on the list. The most hottest, most trending comic book in the world. And it just came out and everyone needs to read it. Ultimate Spider-Man, number one. I saw this book on the trending 20 and I'm like, there's no way. Really? That one? And I went to eBay and I started looking at this book like, like, Wait a second, this book just came out like a week ago. Why is cover A selling for 25, 30 bucks? Why is the throwback black suit Spidey selling for $40? This book is on fire. You cannot find it anywhere. I'm sure they're going to do a second and a third print of it. This is the hottest thing since sliced bread. People are absolutely loving this book. I'm getting phone calls about it left and right. It's very well deserved, but man, this book went crazy. What I love about this comic book is that it's not spiking because you have a hit cover artist. It's not spiking because, oh, there's a brand new character. Kind of. It's spiking because people want to read it. People are desperate for a good Spider-Man book. and I'm Here gonna, it is! Shots yeah. fired over at Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. on Amazing Spider-Man because I can't think of anybody who's reading that for fun. I think everybody has ASM on their pull list because you kind of have to, but Ultimate Spider-Man... Holy crap, this like scratched every Spider-Man itch I've been having for a long time, and I think it really leveled up the game for what a current Spider-Man comic should feel like. We're going to give you a little bit of a taste, but we will not spoil this book. But as we mentioned earlier with Ultimate Invasion, Peter Parker never got bit by that spider. So he's 35 years old, married to Mary Jane, with children, and becoming Spider-Man as an adult. I really don't want to tell you any more than that. It's Jonathan Hickman writing it. It's got Marco Cicchetto on the artwork who just dominated Daredevil for the last, like, five years with Chip Zdarsky. And wait to see what Matt Murdock's up to, but I gotta shut up. Shut up! I shut the hell up. up! I'll be quiet, I'll be quiet. Go find this book. I don't know how you're gonna do it. Like Russ said, it's kind of hard to track down, yeah. but there probably will be uh, multiple printings of this, even if you have to, like, pay for it and read it digitally. Do what you gotta do. Read this one. It's a really good book, and I'm excited to see where this new Ultimate Universe is going. Black Panther's coming next month. Bravo, Marvel! Starting out the year right. I'm feeling great about comic books. I want to hear your thoughts about this book. No spoilers in the comment section. I'll see you at Megacon in a couple weeks. Support Crashdown. Go to your LCS and ask about our first published work. And of course, as always, geek responsibly. No, Seth.